very incredible piece of the Kedushas Levi, Rebbe Yitzchak Badichever, on the Pasuk in Eicha, At Hashem Le'olam Teishev, You Hashem, you will always uh, be there, you always sit, your throne will be there forever. On the mountain of Tzion, with Shamaim, which is deserted in Shualim Hilchoboy, foxes are running around. In other words, Navi, the Navi says, we're assured that you will always be there on the mountain. That mountain, which is now deserted, and foxes are there. What's the connection between this assurance that the Ebrishter is always going to be there, and his throne will always be there, on the mountain which is deserted. He says a gewaltige thing. We know the famous Gemorian Makis. The Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva were walking by the Beis Amikdash area and they saw foxes running out of the place which used to be the Kodesh Kedoshim. Rabbi Shmuel and the other Tanoim cried and Rabbi Kiva was happy. And he said, oh, I'm happy when I see foxes coming out. So there's a whole explanation in the Gemara there what Rabbi Kiva explained to the Tanoim why he's laughing. So the Ramban says uh, on the Pasegeb, when it comes to the Teichacher in Bechukhoisai, it says there are harsh things about the future of the Jewish people. It says there, that after the Jews will be expelled from the land and uh, from Eretz Yisrael, uh, your enemies, they will uh, desert uh, over it. Your enemies will desert over it. They will destroy it. Pashas means probably they'll destroy it. They'll lay, they'll lay the land to waste. It'll be a wasted land, a desert land. That will be part of the destruction of Eretz Yisrael. The Rabban says not so. The Rabban says a very, uh, very interesting pshat. It says we see through history that many uh, governments who ruled over Eretz Yisrael, I mean, with the English, it was the Ottoman Empire, the, the Turks, and before that, you have the Romans and the Greeks. Whenever there was a nation that uh, came into Eretz they tried to rebuild the land. In other words, the land of Israel became like a desert land after the Gullahs. They tried to rebuild it and make it into um, a beautiful land again, and they did not succeed. They did not succeed. And says the um, that's in that Vishamamor Leho is actually a in a way a blessing that the Goyim will try to claim the land for themselves and make it into a beautiful land and make it part of their own uh, empire, so to speak, and they didn't succeed. It remained a wasted land until the Jews come back. As we see Bapoil in history, I mean uh, it was never um there was never it was never rebuilt the way it, in it, it used to be in its glory in its, in its, its days of glory until recently when Jews came back to the land. So says the Badichever, why is that so? Why did the Abish make it so that the Goyim, no matter how much they tried to rebuild the land and, and make it beautiful and glorious and prolific, they couldn't do it. So he says, because the Abish created the world in a certain way, and different countries were designated to be deserts, and certain parts of the different, different places in the world, and different places in the world are designated to be inhabited, civilized, and made into beautiful gardens and beautiful inhabited places.
He says, Eretz Yisrael was preordained to be inhabited by Jewish people. It belongs for Jews forever. And by nature, it can only flourish and thrive on, on an agricultural level, on a natural level, only if its natural inhabitants are there. So if the Jewish people who are the natural inhabitants of the land of Israel are there, then the land is thriving and is beautiful. And it's not a desert. It's actually a, a beautiful land. It's when Jews are not there and Goyim, who are not the natural inhabitants of Israel, come in and try to rebuild it, that they are not successful because naturally the land does not accept them. They don't belong there. They brings an interesting medrash. The medrash says that the Kutim, as we know, now we have the Shamroinim on Har Grizim in Eretz Yisrael. If you go there, the, the, the remnants, descendants of the Kutim, that the Kutim were a nation that came from outside Eretz Yisrael, that Sancherev, who conquered the world, he tried to move nations around from one land to another so that they wouldn't rebel against him. It's one of the techniques and tactics of emperors that when they conquer other countries in order to prevent the other countries from rebelling, they move the populations around. So they moved the Kutim to Eretz Yisrael land, and then wild animals came and attacked them. It says uh, lions came, and that's why they ran to the Jews, said we want to convert, so the Jews will give them shelter and protection. So that's why there's a big debate in the Gemara, whether the Kutim are considered real, Geirim or not, they only did it out of fear of animals. Geira Arroyes, in one opinion is Geira Emes, that they are genuine Geirim. It's a big debate. So he says the Pshat is that Sancherev tried to take Eretz Yisrael and make it the land of the Kutim. It didn't work. The Kutim don't belong there. So animals came because that's what a wild, uh, deserted land is like. It is inhabited by savage animals. To have it a civilized place where human beings can live, it has to have Jews there. So that's the Pshat. Ata Hashem lo'ilam teishef. You, Hashem, you will always be there in Eretz Yisrael. And your throne will always be connected to Eretz Yisrael. Why? How do we know that? Because when we see that the heart tziyayin, that the Eretz Yisrael is deserted, in Shu'alim Hilchubay, there are wild, savage animals running around all over the place. That means that no matter how much Goyim attempt to make that their civilized country, they're not successful. We know because you're reserving the land for the Jewish people. It's always been reserved for Jews and for Jews only. So that's a promise. That's actually a positive message.